Next on BYUSN, hypothetically, would you rather BYU get a top 10 win versus Texas or Oklahoma and lose the rest, or beat the other three opponents and finish 8-4? and four? Plus, we'll be joined by Austin Collier to talk about the next step for the Cougar offense and how to beat the Longhorns. We'll hear from BYU cornerback Eddie Heckard about how much better practice is after a win and how the defense is preparing to play the Longhorns. Plus, with basketball season just around the corner, do we expect BYU to be a bubble team? I'd take it, man. Welcome to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Tour official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Wednesday, October 25th. I am Jerem Jordan. He is the AI version of Jason Shepard. Jason Shepard. Uh, I'm actually the real version. Uh, How could we possibly know that's that? That's the thing. It's so good these days, you just don't know the, the difference. An AI version of Shep would wear a Utah Jazz shirt on the uh, opening L day let me just, for the let rest me, of the NBA. Let season. me just tell you, if I created an AI version of myself, at least 6'2". At least? At least. And it takes salad dressing to a restaurant. I did it one time. <laughs> that's okay? all it takes. One time. And technically my wife did because I had her put it in her purse. That's even worse. That <laughs> <laughs> you pawned it off on her. <laughs> <laughs> we bring up AI because yeah. they're, first of all, the kids love the AI. Uh, the second Tell of all, me you're old without saying you're old by saying the kids. Second of all, a fantastic AI-generated yes. uh, leap of Taysom Hill at Texas. Uh, here's my question for you. First of all, if you're watching, <laughs> take a look at that. That, is awesome. that is awesome. Is that better than the, the real thing? It really is because there's like seven guys on the ground. Um, what, and also, yeah, I don't remember him being a part of Cobra Kai uh, in 2014. <laughs> he's striking first, he's striking hard, and there is no mercy. No in that. mercy. Like I'm, I'm gonna go the opposite direction on this. You like the OG? I like the original because, first of all, I was there and I saw it with my own two eyeballs. Okay, so I witnessed it. But that in person. And, and hearing the groan in Daryl K. Jay Royal, yep. Texas Memorial Stadium, like, oh, you know, like that was, that was, a that was the best. Was, that was the best. It was 13 nothing, I think, at the time. And then it was just yeah. like, oh, here we go again. Because yeah, the year before, BYU everybody went crazy when that won happened. by 19. So. And it still yeah. is in the nightmares of Longhorns fans. Yeah. We need Taysom just on the sideline, just to be there I on know, the sideline. I know. I think he's busy, like, playing in the NFL. Or I know. Weekend, I know. All rise and shout. It's a non-AI edition of What's Trending. Presented by Tim Daly Nissan, part of the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. Five games left in the regular season, all five big as the Cougars seek a bowl game, perhaps more, plus two top ten ranked teams there. So let's play a little hypothetical Wednesday. Here's Shep. Would you rather BYU beat Texas or Oklahoma and finish 6-6? Six and six? They make a bowl, but they get a top ten win. Or they beat West Virginia, Iowa State, and Oklahoma State and finish 8-4. and four. I love this question, and to me, the answer is so obvious. To me, there is no wrong answer. Excuse me, there is a, a perfectly right answer and one perfectly wrong answer. Okay. For me. Yeah. Okay. I will take the eight and four record. Mm. I will take losses to Texas and or Oklahoma if it gets BYU eight wins. Yes, a win over West Virginia, Iowa State, Oklahoma State's not going to get you the cachet 
that a win certainly on the road at Texas is going to get you, mm -hmm. or beating Oklahoma here in Provo late November. However, if you're beating Texas or Oklahoma, but then losing to these other teams, you're probably losing all of the cachet you got anyway mm. from beating them by losing to teams that are not looked at at the same level. And yeah. let's, let's also not just brush West Virginia, Iowa State, and Oklahoma State aside. Oklahoma State starting to play better. Yes. West Virginia has been probably the surprise team of the conference. They were two weeks ago. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> true. That, but but still, now. overall, they yeah. were picked last, okay? Yeah, sure. And, West Vir or, and, uh, and Iowa State is starting to play better. So it's not like you're beating scrubs right. along the way. An 8-4 and four record in year one of the Big 12 would be fantastic. And, yeah, it would be great to beat Texas or Oklahoma, but I want the 8-4 and four record more than I want that. It reflects better on BYU to win eight games in your first year as a P5. Absolutely, I'm taking the eight and four. You know what's interesting? If BYU beat Texas or Oklahoma, we would remember that way more than we would remember eight and four. I, I, like, I agree with you. Because I think what we, <clears throat> what we really like here is obviously both, but we love a huge win. We really do. And we almost forget what happened around that game or that whole season. Uh, so in terms of memory and, and what that means, uh, I don't know, a, a, a win at Texas or a win against Oklahoma on senior night would have a more lasting impact. But the criteria that matters the most is wins in a season. Uh, I go with you eight and four. But I see the argument for the six and six. We weren't really expecting much more than six and six anyway, so what's the big deal? Eight and four also doesn't necessarily mean that next year you can do equal or better it. Mm -hmm. It's year to year now with the transfer portal. And what kind of sustainability do you have? Who do you lose? Who do you gain? That You want to build programs. You want to grow old together. That's an old concept. Everything is year to year. It is free agency. It is more <laughs> professional than we, than we want to admit, right, with things. It would be really interesting. Like, <clears throat> would you, and riddle me this, okay, uh, uh, the, the dive into the six and six thing. Would you rather beat Texas or Oklahoma, by the way? I would rather, I would rather beat Texas. You'd rather get it now than later. Well, no, no, it has nothing to do with when the game is played. Just Texas. It's, well, no, and it's not just that it's Texas. It's part that it's just Texas, but it's a road game. It's a road it, game. It's a okay. road game against a top 10 team, and it's Texas. And it's, it's all of it. And it's during the day. It would be. Uh, <laughs> Don't would be, bring that up because that is such a hot guns. button topic. What? Of course, of course it is. Uh, the numbers are too good. I would rather be at Oklahoma. Uh, I mean, it's at, at home. At the moment, they're ranked higher. Um, yes, yes. Uh, there are those of you. I can hear you through my uh, earpiece. Uh, both. Yeah, come on now. Come on now. Uh, if you get one, that's incredible, right? Yeah. Let's just worry about getting the one first. We take it one top ten win at a time. Uh, Texas on Saturday would be amazing. And look, what is it again? It's four and one versus Texas, and is it uh, is it what two and zero? I think against Oklahoma. Oklahoma is that what it is? Ninety four and 09. Uh, so it's six and one overall. Historically, you say why not? But uh, these, you know, if you ask Eddie Heckard, hey, what's the re he doesn't know. He's yeah. just focused on this game, right? Um, so it's it's pretty interesting to think about. Eight and four, you're getting uh, three more P5 wins. That'd be six on the season. Uh, that would tie, um, you know, what BYU did, what, in 21 uh, with, with what they did against Power Fives in that season. 
Pretty it'd be pretty incredible. It'd be pretty incredible. Um, and, and then let me ask this. What's the realistic hope against Texas and Oklahoma? What are you hoping BYU accomplishes? Obviously, we want to win. Yeah. Uh, but what are you hoping to see from BYU this Saturday and then on senior day against Oklahoma against the two best teams left on the schedule, two of the top seven in the country right now? Bare minimum, I just want BYU playing its best. I, I want, what does I, that look like? Well, to, uh, I guess Have we seen that yet? No, no, no. I don't think we have. I don't think we no, have. No, I don't think we have. And yeah. I, I think if you were to ask the players, I think they'd say the same thing. They haven't put their best game together. They've, no. they've certainly had good games, and yeah. they've certainly had stretches where they looked really, really good. But after every game, they're still talking about we've got to put together a complete game. And, and I know even after the, the Texas Tech win, you know, they're not happy. I uh, interviewed uh, Connor Pay yesterday. And for, for pregame for radio on Saturday. Was, was he like, yeah, we got to play our best? Well, he, he mentioned. He's an amazing He voice. said that we didn't play great in the second half. So now we, we, yeah. we played really, really good in the first half. Mm -hmm. We got to carry that same type of intensity into the second half. So, yeah. so they know that they've got to put that, that full four quarters mentality together. To me, that's all. I think that's all any BYU fan can ask for. When you play your best and see how it stacks up against their best. Now, granted, Texas is going to have backup quarterbacks. Their backup quarterbacks are probably a little different than a lot of other people's backup quarterbacks. Yeah, but the, still. Their third string is the national player of the election. Yeah, Archie. exactly. Like what? Malik Murphy, by the way, who could be the starter Saturday, he, he's the one who came in for Quinn Ewers. I would assume that it's Malik Murphy. He actually played against American Fork High School here in Utah yeah, County. Yeah, good poll by at, you on this one. In a home game at uh, Sarah... Uh, in Gardena, Gardena uh, California, uh, American Fork blew out his high school. He threw for like 385, two touchdowns, two picks. So there is a Utah. So Chase Roberts goes a, in feeling real confident. <laughs> Chase, yeah, I think Chase's brother uh, played in the game. I saw Roberts there. I'm assuming it's his younger brother. But, okay, to your point, BYU has not played his best game. Absolutely not yet. Because on offense, BYU has not had a game where I even felt like they were really good. Like, can you have a really good offensive game that's sub 400? Probably. You can be efficient. You can score, and you know, I don't. I don't. I just throw Southern Utah out, frankly, um, when we're talking about BYU at Texas. But BYU has not crossed the 400-yard threshold. They've come close with Southern Utah. At Kansas was the next closest. So you're talking about uh, Sam Houston, 257. At Arkansas, 281, which is amazing. You score 38 points on 281 yards, which is ridiculous. Cincinnati, 295. TCU, 243. That's that's low if SU used the high. Texas Tech is the type of game that BYU could play and beat Texas with, which is you got to create turnovers. Now, is BYU going to create five takeaways against Texas? Five is crazy. Yes, put it five down. Five is nuts. But the BYU defense and special teams gives you a shot because defensively, last week, BYU only gave up 13 points. And, yes, there are some unforced error fumbles from Jake Strong of Texas Tech on fourth down inside the 10 and then inside his own goal line, and that ball bounces around. Those help, but you don't have to apologize for those. You just take advantage. And beware the friend that tells you this week, oh, BYU's got to play perfect to beat Texas. No, they don't. Texas hasn't You just perfect. have to play better than them on look, that day. Look what Houston almost did to them last week. Yes, and that's, that's a Houston team that uh, right now is 1-3 is, uh, in the Big 12 and 3-4 and four overall. You don't have to be perfect. You just have to be better than them on that day. So why not? I'm with you. Can BYU compete? The answer is yes, but it's contingent on running the ball. Yeah. And maybe, I've been saying this all week so far, maybe Aiden Robbins gives you a look you have not had, and maybe BYU can run the ball enough 
and be explosive enough and get a couple of takeaways. And Ryan Rico's doing his thing. Will Farron, by the way, has been pretty good. Six of eight, uh, you know, three of five, 40 plus. Maybe you make a field goal here and there. I'm not, I'm not convinced that BYU is going to pull a TCU and just get blown out by 30. Right. I think BYU is going to go and compete, but it is contingent on being able to run the ball. And, yes. of course, you have to take care of the ball, yeah. which BYU has. Uh, only four interceptions so far this year. Granted, a couple of those have been lethal against Kansas and TCU. And there's a reason you lose those games. And there's a reason that Texas Tech loses when they give up a terminal turnover early in the game. Turnover margin is big for this team. Plus nine, that's what, fifth in the country, I think, right now? Or, or third? It's third. That's great. Like, BYU gives itself a chance. And what if the offense wakes up this week? What if? Yep. I'm, I, I don't know if, like, you don't have the talent of 2013 and 14 as a roster. And this Texas team is much more talented than they were in 13 and 14. But I say, why not? And I want BYU to compete. If they lose, I just want to see them compete. And then get after it at West Virginia and so on. And so well, look, you you ask what it looks like. So if if I'm looking at both sides of the ball, if if you're if you're getting 250 to 300 yards passing from Keaton Slovis, yeah. if you're getting at least 100 yards on the ground, if you're not turning the ball over, like you said, on offense, if if the offense can put together those types of numbers, you're going to be in this defensively. Yeah. Yeah. If you're creating a turnover, if you're putting pressure on these young, very talented, but still inexperienced quarterbacks and forcing them into mistakes, I think that's good. The, the other thing I think will help, and on the defensive side, what a win could look like, is having a, a better third down defensively. Limiting, not, not allowing, yes, on third not allowing yeah. Texas to pick up you know, third downs and, and, and turn those into first downs and keep yes. drives going. To me, that's kind of what it looks like if BYU is going to play its best and put itself in a position to take down Texas. And they're playing another good running back. Granted, uh, yes. Taj Brooks did not have a great game. He had 100 yards, yep. but it was 31 carries. Yes. It was sub four yards And his yards yard per, per carry was significantly lower than sub, what he came in. Sub four yards. Yep. You'll take that. Our question of the day is this. Would you rather BYU beat Texas or Oklahoma and finish 6-6 six six, or beat West Virginia, Iowa State, Oklahoma State and finish 8-4. and four. Here's what you say. Jayhawk Lasso, who's a big Kansas fan, weighing in a lot. We appreciate the uh, reply here on X. 8-4, and four, definitely. Texas and OU don't deserve the respect of trading wins. Spoken like a true Big 12 <laughs> fan already. Kyle Nelson on Instagram. Beat Texas or Oklahoma. There you go. I think signature wins like that will look better to recruits than overall record. Is the difference between 6-6 six and 8-4 six and eight and four so big that, that 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 is true in your opinion. That because that's an interesting point. I think we love a huge marquee win. Well, how well, you you brought it up. I mean, how many times do we talk about those big games? But you ask somebody, okay, well, what was BYU's record that year? Most of them they can't remember, Don't but they know remember that game or care. Yeah. I, so I, there is value to the big time win. Yes, but I, I'll go back to what and I if said. If you're bowl game plus, you you get those you get that win, but it's going to be nullified if you're losing to these other teams. You, uh, well, to a recruit, to to his point. Will the recruit know that you lost next week, say, to West Virginia or whatever? He's going to know what he's – Probably not. Like, right away, he's going to know what happened this year in terms of wins and losses. Now, down the line – If it's like a sophomore it's lost that you're to the, planting it's lost seeds to with or something. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. At uh, Justin R. Huff on X, 8-4. and four, One big win would make all those losses that much more frustrating. That's true. Like, if you get the Texas win, you're 6-2, and two, all of a sudden you're ranked, like, 20th next week in the AP poll. Mm -hmm. Let's be honest. BYU would fly up like that. It would be wild, um, but then if you lost the next four yeah. 
and then TBD bowl game, you'd go, well, that Texas win was great, but we stunk down the stretch. Let's just, let's just do this. Let's just win the next five games. I like where you're done. Talking. Show's over. Hey, no, it's not. Yeah. That's what 21 did. They were 10 and 2 um, in the regular season and then lost the bowl game, and that was kind of frustrating, but that was a great win. Okay, uh, poll results 8 and 4 is winning 79%. 6 and 6, 21%. Yeah, this, does, this doesn't I am, surprise me. Yeah, I, well, I'm surprised at that high because I know some people, again, the Texas, like a big win matters, right? And a reminder of the stat of the day from yesterday the last two times BYU has played a top seven team and been a dog by 20 or more opening, or at any point, BYU won those games. Mm-hmm. Uh, 09 Oklahoma, neutral site in Arlington, and then uh, 2018 at Wisconsin. So, the numbers mm. looking good. Okay. Listen to Cougar pregame live on Saturday with me and Hans Olsen. We'll get you ready for kickoff between the Cougars and the Longhorns beginning at 1.30 p.m. Eastern time on BYU Radio. It's good stuff, man. Check it out. Up next, the BYU receiver GOAT joins us, Austin Colley, on how to beat Texas. And if the run game takes a step forward with a healthy Aiden Robbins, this is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is sponsored by the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. Talk about impact from a transfer. Yeah. Arguably the most impactful transfer on this BYU football team has been Eddie Heckard, who had two takeaways and a touchdown last Saturday. Yeah, Eddie Heckard came to BYU from Weber State, one of the many transfers that we saw coming into the program. You were the purple yeah. the Weber State Wildcats I did. This today. is this is jazz for, for opening night for and the Eddie Jazz Heckard. and for Eddie Heckard. And Jay Hill. Yes, and Jay and Hill. And Camden Garrett. And Steve Clark. And Fessy Sataki. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I agree with you. You can make an argument he's probably been the most impactful yeah. of the transfers this season. He's second on the team in interceptions and after practice yesterday. I had the chance to talk and go one-on-one with the Cougar Corner. All right, Eddie, uh, safe to say this week's practice so far has been a, a little bit more enjoyable than last week's practice. Uh, how, how, was, how has practice gone this week? Uh, it's been good. I mean, we're coming off a win, so <laughs> the uh, energy is a little bit more positive, and it's still focused, like focus energy, knowing that we got to go play a good team like Texas, but uh, it's not the same, like, down, down day like that we had coming off that loss to TCU. I was talking with one of your teammates just a few minutes ago, and he echoed what you just said in terms of, yeah, certainly it's a lot, e- it's a lot more fun and yeah. easier to practice when you're coming off a win, but he said that the intensity last week and this week are the same, that you guys have maintained the same level of intensity. How important is that for you guys to do that regardless, to never get too high and never get too low? Uh, it's very important just because – I think we gotta treat every opponent, the, every opponent the same, and we gotta treat every win and loss the same. No matter what, we have a standard and a and a goal that we want to achieve. So, with that, we gotta abide by the plan to win and just focus on what needs to be done and like rally and practice the same. No matter what, keep the energy the same. Rather we're losing or winning, like we gotta enjoy the game of football as well. How much fun was uh, the the Texas Tech win for you? You had quite the game. And I do want to ask you, you and Jacob Robinson back and forth, the team leading interceptions, you got a nice little battle going on there? Yeah, um, I mean, it's it's a friendly battle, but um, 
I mean, I, I want to have the most picks on the team, of course. So I'm trying to come out with more. And I know just me having more picks is only going to help my draft stock and help me get to the next level. So um, that game was fun, though. I mean, I, I got to make a, a lot of good plays thanks to my teammates. Um, and, yeah, I feel like my preparation came – helped me make those plays, and I've seen a lot of the plays on film, and I was ready for them in the game. How has your BYU experience been so far? Uh, it's, it's great. I, I really can't say anything bad about it. Uh, I really enjoy it uh, off the field. Like, the the things they do for me away from football as far as life and, like, my future go, I think that's the biggest thing. And if I had to, like, reference anybody, that would be the thing I would – bring up first before football and the football program I think they're really hands-on and like um serious about getting our our team and the athletes around the school uh like getting getting them ready for the next level of life and not just in sports you and I actually had a conversation last week you were you were uh, my pregame guest on uh, Cougar pregame live so a nice plug for that coming up this Saturday uh, but you and I talked and you told me that one of the things that you like to do when you're away from football is you like to cook right. but you like to cook things you've never cooked before you want to try new things yeah. have you tried anything new in the last week since I talked to you that you've cooked no nah, I haven't been cooking like that just because we got Dan and we got legends. We got all this food provided here. So when I go home, I'm tired, and I've already ate dinner by then. So I probably cook on the weekends. Like, say we have a home game, I'll cook on a Sunday. But since my family was here this weekend, I ain't get it. I ain't cooked nothing in the past week. So I, I know you said you like to cook new things, but what is your favorite thing? If you have a go-to thing that you want to cook, what is that? Uh, probably a steak. I, I like to just try to make a different flavor of steak and a different temperature every time or something like that or like try to like get get better at cooking like a medium steak instead of cooking it over or under like just focus on getting better at that or something like hey, it's that. just like it's just like football practice makes perfect right 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 <laughs> all right let's focus on on texas um what an opportunity for you and your teammates to go to austin in front of 100,000 plus fans against a top 10 team. How do you guys look at this opportunity against the Longhorns? Uh, I think we have everything to gain in this game just because, I mean, I feel like, well, I know we've been pretty much the underdogs in every game and going into a top 10 underdog game and we know what type of team we are. We don't never go, in, we don't, we never go into the game feeling like we're an underdog, like, personally but we know what the outsiders think so going into this game I know we're going to prepare hard just because we want to come out with this win and show the country what we could do. You mentioned being an underdog you guys have been an underdog quite a few times this year and at home which is a bit surprising yeah. um, that you've been underdogs at home how, how do you use that as motivation is that something that you pay attention to and use it to fuel you or do you just put it out of your mind? Uh, I mean, we hear about it, and we – I don't feel like we play it, pay it that much attention. We hear about it, and we just leave it alone. Uh, we don't focus on it. We just – I mean, at the end of the day, we got to go out there and play and make plays. So, I, I doubt – I don't think – I don't think we focus on it at all. And we just focus on our, our, our task at hand, and yeah. 
Well, the task at hand this week is the Longhorns, and you guys are in a in a stretch of facing backup quarterbacks, and this right. week's going to be the same again. Um, you're probably going to face two quarterbacks in Malik Murphy and Arch Manning. How, how do you approach the prep this week when you know you're probably preparing for two different guys? Um, I mean, we just look at what they do, like to do. I think, I mean – Probably these quarterbacks we're playing are all five-star. I know Arch, Archie Manning was. So, I mean, they, they're going to trust in them to run their offense just like the starter starter ran it. And, um, I mean, we just got to prepare like we're playing the starting quarterback. And, I mean, I think in the past weeks we've seen how what, what offensive coordinators were giving their backup quarterbacks what type of throws, and maybe that's an offensive coordinator mindset. So we can go based off those last two weeks and, like, they were giving them simple throws and things like that. So, I mean, we could take some of that into it. And, I mean, we react in the game and make plays like we did last week. All right. Well, it should be a fun one. I know Cougar fans are excited. Those are going to go down. I'm sure you'll hear them uh, amongst the 100,000-plus down in in Austin. Thanks for taking a few minutes and good luck uh, against the Longhorns. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Fun conversation with, uh, with Eddie Heckard. And uh, I guess you and Eddie can uh, cook steaks together. You said you're you're a oh, big love, steak guy. Yeah, I love cooking a I love medium steaks too, rib, ribeye. Yeah. yeah, 135 degrees where you need to get that meat. Let's go. You, look, look, let's go. Let's go back to something we both talked about before. Yeah. Look, look, first of all, look at these numbers. Arguably, uh, seven picks of the eleven. Yes, by the way, are yes. from these two. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. The eleven is fifth in the country. Well, when when Eddie got his interception and then they were tied at three, each had three. And then Jacob Robinson, when he had his fourth pick, immediately I thought of Eddie and Eddie going, oh, man, I thought, I, thought I was going to pass one. him. Now he's got to get one. Yeah. Maybe he does against Texas. But, hey, you, you talk about that. Seven picks between those two. Yeah. You, you talk about guys that have stepped up and really been a force on the defense. Yeah. And it has is significantly disrupted the passing game of the opposition. Yeah, th these are two of the best corners uh, and uh, as a pairing that BYU's had in a hot minute. Uh, I really like uh, these two. Uh, four pass breakups uh, for Eddie, three for Jacob, but two and a half sacks for Eddie. That's pretty good, yeah. man. That's fourth on the team. He's got a fumble recovery and a forced fumble. Um, the, the big play at Arkansas really sticks out, right? And then, of course, his recovery was in the end zone for a touchdown. Jacob is third in tackles on the team. He has way more than I thought. He's held down his own uh, for the most part this season. It's been awesome. Obviously, TCU was a struggle for the secondary in large part. But th this group has done a really nice job. And that's without a big pass rush. It's not like the ball's getting out uh, you know, crazy quick and deflected, and these guys are picking off a ton of deflections, although one of those was a deflection uh, over the weekend. Uh, the BYU uh, D-line and front seven can get more pressure. But these guys have done a nice job. Jay Hill has schemed in a way that it has changed the fortune of this season. Last year in the way BYU was playing, I'm not sure BYU could even approximate 5-2. and two. This defense and special teams has given BYU a chance in spite of the struggles of the offense, who have taken advantage of moments when these guys make some plays. I really like this group. How lucky is BYU to have Eddie Heckard? And you get Heckard because you got Jay yes. Hill. Yeah. Like, the Jay Hill hiring was way more influential then we think not only on what he has done with the defense, but who he brought in, Camden Garrett included, who is the third corner in this conversation. The, the thing that really stands out to me about Eddie Heckard, and I think one of the reasons why he has 
been as successful, not just here at BYU, but just in his career. And he absolutely has aspirations of playing at the next level, you know, playing in the NFL. He, he's not a big guy in terms of height. So receivers are going to have a, a height advantage over him. But what he's so good at, first of all, is, is reading the route. He's very quick to make that jump. And his, his ability to come in on angles and get in front of the receivers, I think has been one of his greatest skills. He reads the ball so well, and I think that's it's evident in why he already has three interceptions. He's been making great plays. Jacob Robinson has been making plays as well. Um, yeah, and, and Heckard is so versatile too. I love the ability to blitz him off the edge. Like, And he's a little bit bigger of a corner where he can uh, – Get in the backfield and make a play, which is pretty awesome. And so, his name is Heckard. Yes. It's Heck at BYU. What the Come on. Heckard? Yeah, like. <laughs> it just makes sense. It just does, uh, which is awesome. So, uh, our thanks to Eddie Heckard for taking some time after practice to chat with you. All right, check out the latest Deep Blue podcast with some guy named Jason Shepard. Trent Whiting talks about being. I listened to it yesterday. Did you? It was great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Trent Whiting talks about being the husband of BYU women's basketball coach and uh, trying to keep up with his wife and two D1 college athletes as children. Check out episodes on the BYU Radio app or wherever you listen to podcasts. We're just trying to produce somebody's kids be D1 from uh, BYU TV, <laughs> let alone two in their family. Would you rather get a uh, single top 10 win and be 6-6 six and six or beat West Virginia, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, be 8-4? More of your responses plus the Cougar Whip Round and headlines coming up after the break. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Follow BYU Sports Nation on social media for content throughout the day on Facebook, X, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Welcome back to Studio B for your Cougar Sports day-to-day play-by-play. I'm Jerem. He is Jason. Let's get to today's headlines. BYU football will make the trip to Austin, Texas to play number seven Texas on Saturday. BYU defensive coordinator Jay Hill spoke to the media yesterday about preparing to play a very talented Longhorn team and how this week is just business as usual. He's got elite talent around him. They, they got a great run game. They got a great throwing game. Um, we got to do some things obviously to try to confuse just them in the run game and the throw game. but. Um, yeah, I mean, this is business as usual. We need to just to handle our business first and foremost. And, um, you know, it doesn't really matter who's the quarterback out there. We got to expect they're going to play their best. Pre-game coverage for Saturday's game begins at 1.30 p.m. Eastern time on both BYU TV and BYU Radio. Also, in other football news, ESPN's Jordan Reed has offensive tackle Kingsley Suamata'ia going 27th overall to the Cowboys in his latest 2024 NFL mock draft. It is never too early to look at mock drafts. Never, ever. Tonight's previously scheduled men's hoops blue and white game is canceled. Next Wednesday, a week from today, the Cougar shows Life Pacific and in, from San Dimas, California, which induces the uh, the quote from Bill and Ted's excellent adventure, San Dimas High School Football rocks! Or rules. It's rules. It's rules. It Dang is it. rules. Yeah. Yeah, well, we have a week to uh, tune that up. Free game at 8 Eastern on BYU TV and the game there and on BYU Radio. All right, some more men's hoops news. We already knew that BYU will be playing in the 2024 Rady Children's Invitational in San Diego during the Thanksgiving week. The rest of the field was announced, so joining BYU will be Arkansas, Notre Dame, and Purdue. And that's for next season. That's how far out yes. we're looking, you know what I'm saying? 
Women's soccer holds steady in the latest United Soccer Coaches poll at number seven. Cougars earned the number two seed for the Big 12 tournament, faced the winner of Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, a little soccer bedlam on Monday. Joey's RPI, by the way, number three as of Sunday. Look, there is a real chance, certainly if BYU goes to Round Rock and wins the conference tournament, there, there's a real chance they're gonna get a number one seed yes. in the NCAA tournament. It hasn't happened since 2012. BYU hosted all the way through the Elite Eight, lost to UNC. When BYU went in 21, they were a three seed. I believe the top two seeds had lost prior to that. So hope for the best. Those are today's headlines. Now let's opine a little bit. Let's whip it. Google Whip Round is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. All right, we mentioned it just a second ago. Uh, Kingsley Suamataia, a projected first round pick in ESPN's Jordan Reed's latest mock draft. In your opinion, is Kingsley a lock for the first round? No, there's still five games to be played in the bowl game and uh, the measurables and, and pro days and so on and so forth. So no, but he certainly looks like he yeah. very well could be. Uh, NFL mock database, they compile all the mocks and kind of uh, spin that out. On. Much mocking had their uh, projected second rounder there, overall ranked 33rd, so just into the second round. Best ranked 24th, first round percentage is 57%. So certainly is on the high side yeah. of that probability which would be great. Two straight left tackles have been drafted. There's no question Kingsley's going to be drafted. It's just whether it's yes. in the first round. Yeah, like, things are certainly trending that way, and it seems like most of the mock drafts you see have him going in the first round. Now, again, you know whether whether he's taken late first, early second, he he's he's gonna he's gonna be set up quite well for the rest of his life, and he absolutely is gonna get drafted. Uh, right? It, can you say it's a lock right now? No, but it's certainly trending towards being a first-round draft pick. Which is big time for Kingsley, man. He is a good player. Joe Lenardi has BYU as one of the next four out in his latest bracketology. What? And CBS Sports Matt Norlander has BYU ranked as his 84th best team in college basketball entering the season. Do you expect BYU to be a bubble team? Um, going into the season, probably not. But look, the beauty of playing this schedule is we know how difficult it is, and in today's scheduling, you know, uh, algorithms, just playing the games is going to give you such a bump. And if BYU can come out and find some of that early uh, mojo, get on a nice little run. By the time you get to conference play. Who knows what can happen? I, I, this to me is such an unknown in terms of the basketball season. I'm just sort of excited to, to go along with the journey and see how this plays out. We've complained about the uh, you know these bad losses from BYU men's basketball on the road. There's not going to be a single bad loss in league. Yeah. It's go just only, only going to be quote unquote good losses, quad one or twos, yeah. and uh, great wins, right? Every win you get in there would be good or great. So, um, no, not, not counting on that, but I would love for this team to grow and get better as the season goes on and somehow put themselves in a position yeah. to do so. They will have the games to do it. Yes. This has never been a thing we've questioned um, it, with this schedule. In years past, it was like, oh, BYU's got to win all these games plus not lose these games. It's like, well, can you produce enough wins? And we'll see if BYU can stay healthy and get some continuity and maybe it, like West Virginia went seven and eleven in league and made the tourney. Like you can have a losing yeah. record yeah. in the Big Twelve and be okay. The, with the it. scenario of of how you navigate 
your conference season is so dramatically different this year oh my than what it has been in the WCC. Yes. What, what you view as success is now completely different yes. from the WCC like, to the Big 12. 20 wins is not um, what it used to be. Like 20 wins would be like equal to 27 or 28 in the WCC. Yeah. Like la last year was cra crazy. Yeah, you had a seven and 11 team in league make the tourney. Now certainly it's not the yeah. exact same 10 teams, but the competition's in Okay, here we go again. According to Real GM, <laughs> we can never escape this. Uh, Spencer Johnson is the oldest player in college basketball. Who knew? Real is GM this did. a huge advantage? Yeah, BYU is winning the Big 12 now. No, we were just talking about like, can they produce six wins? Spencer Johnson is at his fourth school, and he's thrived here at BYU. He shot 46% from three last year. Um, he's he's. Uh, you know, uh, gonna have a kid during the season. Yeah. Um, so, you know, while, while I don't like to admit that, hey, yeah, BYU has strollers thing from Bill Self. Yes, Trayton Christensen has a kid. Spencer Johnson's gonna have a kid. Is it an advantage? No. Do you, Everyone do you knows know, my opinion on this. Do you know series of games that it's, it's Kansas and Kansas State <laughs> at, on the road? It's at Kansas. Luckily, and they Kansas aren't State. big ones and they don't matter. <laughs> when he told us that in Big 12 Media Day, it was just like, oh wow, that is, you talk about some stress. That can fluctuate pretty well, right? So, yeah, we'll see what happens, but that could be the the biggest week of BYU basketball and Spencer Johnson's life. I'm actually interviewing Spencer on Friday for an upcoming Deep Blue podcast. I'm going to bring this up this. and ask him about this. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Last night, the NHL premiered Frozen Frenzy, where all 32 teams played with each game starting 15 minutes after the other. Would you like to see something like this with Big 12 football or men's basketball? First of all, can we just acknowledge the name Frozen Frenzy is awesome? That is awesome. I mean, that's cool, right? What alliteration. And when the state of Utah gets an NHL team, it's going to be even more awesome. I, listen, I, I'm like not that into hockey. I'll totally get into I'm not the into NHL hockey at all, but Salt if Lake it's our fun. team, I'll, I'll grow with oh, the sport. Heck yeah, I'm That's, getting a sweater and yeah. everything. So, all right, so to answer your question though, I, I like the idea of staggering the times mm -hmm. because then, you, you know, granted, sooner or later, some of this is gonna catch up because of, you know, commercials or timeouts or injuries. Score, but yeah. I, I like the idea of starting these games and, you know, having them staggered. And if you wanna flip, it's it's the beauty of, uh, of flipping between the channel surfing you know, that we all love to do with well, sports. How old are you? Channel surfing? That's not even a thing anymore. It's more like app switching. That, honestly, yeah. we need to figure out the app surfing so you don't have to get out of an app to reload an app. We need to we need to figure that out. This is channel why, surfing is part of being a sports This fan. is why I watch more games on my computer than I ever have, because I can control this quickly and from behind on YouTube TV, you know, 15 seconds later. Yeah. Anyway, no, I don't need to see this. Um, they're staggered over four time periods anyway. Like, it's all good. If there's seven, you know, how many teams are in the Big 12? 14. If all seven uh, games in the Big 12 are going, it's like two per. I can handle two. You know what I mean? If you stagger them. Three, whatever. Yeah, great. I don't need that. But now if there are 16 games on a night, I can see where, yeah. All right, Portland State President Ann Cudd is uh, suiting up to help beat Eastern Washington this Saturday. Are we going to show this? Are we showing the video of this? All right, here. Yeah, so here, here's okay. here's some B-roll. So, so th this guy says, hey, good luck to you. Or she said, good luck. And he said, you too. So it's like, well, what do you mean? And then she too? goes into the Rocky montage. Starts training, <laughs> weightlifting. She's actually suited up and she actually <laughs> runs out here. Like at a game. Oh yeah. That happened in, in Portland. Okay, Portland so, so should we see this from President Reese? I, I can confirm that Shane Reese has been working out lately. 
Like you texted him looking, before the show. Dude's looking jack. Yeah. I would not be surprised if suddenly you see a new running back Saturday on Texas. Oh. No, I, uh, everybody has a COVID year, right? <laughs> so eligibility is not an issue. Uh, but yeah, that, that would be funny. Yeah. He's he's quick though. Yeah. Plays basketball on the reg. I know that. Okay. I haven't played go. with him quite yet. I can't assess his game. But uh, My money's I, on President Reese. I promise you I will. Yeah. Kevin Worthing could ball too. That guy played at uh, CEU. Yeah. Power forward. Let's man. go. Let's go. All right, the big, the big Stories podcast tells amazing tales of BYU's opponents. This week, Tyler Campbell, the son of Texas Longhorn great Earl Campbell, talks about what he learned from his dad and becoming the first college football athlete to play with MS. Listen to Big Stories on the BYU Radio app or wherever you find podcasts. Coming up after the break, more BYU Sports Nation as we continue on BYU TV and BYU Radio. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. We're live in Studio B with your day-to-day Cougar Sports play-by-play. Jeremy Jordan alongside Jason Shepard. Our question of the day is this. Would you rather BYU beat Texas or Oklahoma get you a top 10 notable win? Right? Yes. That's it. It's not a question. It's just a statement. <laughs> And finish 6-6, six six, or beat West Virginia, Iowa State, and Oklahoma State, and finish 8-4. and four. Yes. <laughs> Both. Steven on X. Just, the, we found the Steven. I am very, very, very torn on this one. On one hand, a guaranteed bowl game, that's part of the question, mm-hmm. and a win over a top 10 OU or UT. On the other hand, it would probably be better for our program to have a more consistent wins and finish 8-4. and four. It is the battle of, do you love the one- amazing uh, get-together with your friends and family? Yeah. Or is it the sustained? We have several. They weren't as good as that other one, but they were, they were, they were also fun. Like, what do you value in this conversation is how you decide. Yeah, are you going to splurge on the one really expensive dinner? Yes. Or are you going to go and be responsible and have enough <laughs> to, to, Sound like to eat dad the right whole now. week? <laughs> Look, to me, honestly, to me, I, I get... I want BYU to just whoop up on Texas. I want them to beat both Texas and Oklahoma. I want them all to win the rest of the We want it like, all. I, every we won't win. The che- like, we'll I, up the cheesiest. And look, the fact that we still talk about the 2014 win with such reverence, there's a reason for that. It's because it was awesome. Yeah. That's why. Well, so it, I totally get the allure of that. Yeah. But 8-4 and four in year one of the Big 12, that is such a massive accomplishment. Well, 2014 wasn't um, the kind of win we're talking about. With 41-7, by the way, was the was the final score. Texas was not ranked in the top 10. Uh, I think they were barely ranked, um, if that. Um, so th- this this is more along the lines of, um, you know, and you hope Texas has a great season. Baylor was a huge win last year, but Baylor didn't turn out very good. In fact, they were what six and seven, I think, in the end. This this is along the lines of. 2009 Oklahoma, 2018 Wisconsin, where those teams went eight and five. They were good, but they weren't great, right? Um, and if you win, you remember it forever, kind of kind of thing. What what would we remember more, winning at Texas or home Oklahoma, or is it the same? Ooh, like what would be more memorable as we pursue oh, the hypothetical is- on a Wednesday? Can we just do that as the question? <laughs> because that's a fantastic which, question. Which one would you like? You get a pick. Yeah. The one. Look, there's something look, there's something to be said going into Austin and beating a top ten ranked Texas team. Going on the road, it's so hard to win on the road anywhere. Yeah. 
So there's something to be said for that. But being able to have Oklahoma in your building when the weather's it's going to be cold, there could be snow, who knows? Yeah. Like, it, it's the perfect conditions for what you assume, like, a late-season fall game is going to be in Provo. To be able to win at home and to be able to have that type of experience with your fans here, boy, I, I honestly, I don't know how to answer that question. I probably would still go with Texas because I think the degree of difficulty would be harder because you are going on the road. BYU already has one SEC win. Will they get another future SEC win mm. with one of these two? Mm-hmm, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I think, and, and obviously, no, Quinn Ewers sort of affects this conversation, yes. is the Texas, uh, that Oklahoma won on the day versus Texas, but I think if they meet up again in the Big 12 title game and Quinn Ewers is healthy, that Texas wins that game. So we'll, we'll see. Like, is Texas going to be the better team in the end? We're not quite sure yet. And right now, you look and you think, well, it's probably Texas-Oklahoma in the Big 12 title game. So if you, you, want to be, you want to beat the champs of that league, right? Last time BYU beat a Power 5 uh, eventual champ that season, 2021, Utah. BYU's done it at home, and they've done it recently. Um, can BYU take down another Power 5 champ? Oklahoma at home certainly you'd feel like is more winnable than Texas, although the QB situation lends itself to helping BYU's chances against yeah. the Longhorns. But how, how awesome is it that we're talking about Late October and November, relevant, yes. interesting games yes. that BYU, obviously, if they win, is huge. If they don't, it's not a huge deal. No one thought you were going to win anyway. You're a 20-point underdog to start. It's all good, dog. Okay, continuing. Mike Perkins on Instagram. 8-4 would make a statement about our program. In many ways, Texas or Oklahoma win would be very satisfying, more memorable, but 8-4 says we are a legit P5 team. 8-4 will change national perception of BYU football. I'm not sure it changes that much. I think there's a high regard for BYU football, whether they go 6-6 six and six or 8-4. and four. I, w- I will tell you this, though, in the standings in the Big 12, right now BYU is the best of the new four. Yeah. The others uh, you know, have won one or zero games in league. UCF and Houston uh, are the two that have not won a league game quite yet. Sorry, Houston beat West Virginia. Cincinnati It's Cincinnati, not. yeah. Um, BYU looks like the, clearly the best out of the new four, and to me that matters. Because then next year you have four new coming in. Obviously, uh, Ute Nation thinks very highly of their chances to compete next year. Um, it's fine. No, They'll be in the Big no, Ten soon. No, it's fine. No, no one else. Yeah, good for them. No one else uh, you know, necessarily agrees. They're like, hey, it may not be as easy as you think. But um, Arizona and Arizona State and Colorado come in, and it creates a new dynamic, right? A, a Big 12 3.0 of sorts. So, yeah, I, I don't know that it would change a ton if BYU goes 8-4 and four versus 6-6, six and six, it's get to a bowl game and see, okay, were we talented enough? Right. And obviously, BYU needs to upgrade across the board in a lot of places. You're going to replace the quarterback, um, and that's a big deal too. Uh, Jake Retzloff hopes that he, he's the next guy. I believe BYU will bring in another P5 transfer, and we'll, we'll go from there, man. Look, I, just, I remember all of the conversations, and you had people that were talking about, look, BYU, if BYU can just get bowl eligible in year one, I'm going to be happy. If you win seven, it's it's even better. If, if you win eight, this is a magical seat. If eight's possible, I'm taking eight. Eight's not that magical, even though it's a power five schedule. Don't get me wrong. Um, what would be magical is eight plus a Texas or Oklahoma. Now you'd go, okay, that was that first year was special because we had never played that tough of a schedule. You know, you're speaking from the fan perspective. And we got that, ama- that one amazing win. Like, what is the amazing win so far? What is it? 
There's like Arkansas. Arkansas. Arkansas probably. stinks, dude. <laughs> like Arkansas is not as good as we thought. Uh, hopefully they win. That four doesn't in a row mean though that that wasn't a good win, especially when you put in the I'm factors talking, yes, that BYU I'm, had to had to come back to win that game. Not saying it's not good. I'm talking special, which is another level. There's not been like one of those memorable, super memorable, crazy wins. Arkansas is a good win, even if they go 0-12. Yes. Because you're on the road SEC. Like, this program is not to it's the point. It's SEC talent, too. This is program's not to the point where we assume win in a road game like that. Like, that is always big. But you're always getting to that point, though. Okay, uh, our elite voice of the day is this, presented by PAX Healthcare Elevated. Brian Buss on X. The more wins, the better. The higher in conference standings, the better. That plays into the bowl game, right? The bigger the bowl game, the better. But why can't we also have an upset or two? Certainly BYU can, and that's why this is hypothetical. This or that. It can be a mix. And, le- and look, I don't see an 0-5 end of the season, but BYU certainly needs to show up and get at least one more somewhere in here yeah. to get to a bowl game. All right, watch BYU SN Game Day with Dave Blaine, David Bryan, and Austin Colley coming up on Saturday at 1.30 p.m. Eastern time on BYU TV and ESPN+. By the way, we'll get Austin another day. Didn't work out today. And a rise and shout out to an, yet another awesome shoe drive. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Sports Nation is on demand. Download the free BYU TV and BYU Radio app to listen to the podcast. And while you're there, please subscribe, rate, and review. Today's Rise and Shoutout is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Skiddy and George held another shoe drive yesterday. 500 shoes donated. Uh, you can still donate at Cooperative Utah. Shout out to Cooperative Utah and the Royal Blue Collective for helping organize the event. He's graduated, but he continues to give I back love to still his home it. country of Nigeria. Very cool. Our thanks to today's uh, guest, Eddie Heckert. Conversation continues 24-7 on X, Instagram, and Facebook. This and all of our shows are on demand on BYUSN.com. Five and two at number seven, Texas. Loaded week still on tap on BYU Sports Nation. And, of course, on game day coming up Saturday. For Jason, I'm Jerem. Shout out to Jordan Cameron. Go Cougs. Beat the Horns.